Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirit travel and magic the gathering. On this episode, I got a special guest in the house, and we're talking about the best print, best spirits printed in 2021, and also a year in review. And then finally, the shout-out section, where I'm looking for the best, the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. Are you excited? Because I am. So let's get this thing started, shall we? Let's go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode. I am your host, Dwight, a.k.a. DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know how am I doing. Am I doing a good job, a bad job, or I shouldn't quit my day job? And then finally, MTGEctoplasm.com is currently getting a facelift thanks to the ravishing Renata. But don't worry, have no fears. It's going to be updated shortly. So if you want to donate or sponsor an episode like this one, you can eventually do that there. Now, like I ask each and every single episode, I got two things to ask of you. Do me a favor. Wherever you're streaming this, do me a favor. Hit that like, follow, subscribe button. It's on either on your left-hand side or your right-hand side, maybe upper right-hand corner or left corner. I don't know where it is, but hit that thing for me. Now, if you like Match at the Gathering, Tell all, all your other friends and family. They might like Magic the Gathering, too. And if they love spirits, oh, it's two for two because they get Magic the Gathering and spirits. You can't beat that. That's that's a two for one. And in Vegas, you got to pay triple for that. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it is now time for segment numero uno. Now, this individual was with me earlier in the year. I'm proud to have this young man back. Uh, he has a wonderful, wonderful, soulful This This voice is, is like butter. It's delicious. All right. He is the uh, administrator for the Facebook uh, Spirit uh, fan group. It's the one, the only, Brian Tangen. How you doing there, my friend, Brian? Wonderful. How are you doing today? I'm doing exceptionally well. Thank you for joining the episode. I, yeah, happy to be here. Uh, I'm just, I'm thrilled that you came back. I was like, oh, my God, is Brian coming back? Yes. Two for two. Wonderful to be invited, you know, happy to be on the pod, happy to discuss some uh, spooky ghosts. There you go. How was your holidays? Uh, how was your Christmas? Uh, nice, nice and relaxing. Uh, a little bit of time off work, a little bit of time with the family, and then a little bit of the longstanding tradition of spending my Christmas Day evening uh, ordering Indian food and hanging out while my girlfriend works in the emergency room. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Now, hopefully you get yourself a little mango lassi to go with the Indian food, because mm. I know I love me some mango lassi, especially because I'm a nurse. And when I'm working, uh, I don't think anybody wants to smell my breath of curry. <laughs> so with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about the top spirit cards printed in 2021 and why. Now, uh, I'm gonna we're gonna start with the honorable mentions. I don't know if you want to start first, Brian, but you're the guest, so I'm gonna allow you to go first. Which cards did you have for your honorable mention? Uh, so one one of the ones that uh, I thought was uh, very good for the honorable mention list was uh, Dorothy, vengeful, uh, vengeful uh, victim. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, yeah, so two mana four four hit off collected company. I think it's being uh, slept on slightly in. Uh, you know, 60 card constructed formats. Uh, it's got the mana cost. It's got the disturb. It's got the stat line. 
someone somewhere is going to have constructed success with it with probably it as a one to two of, I would say. Uh, give me another hexproof creature in Pioneer or a decently costed spirit with Ward in any format. And I could see uh, Dorothy getting, you know, a little bit of work in. I, I love this card. Like, this is the card that I've been calling the glass cannon mm -hmm. because it's, yes, it dies the first time you see it. Okay, that sucks. But, you know, when you play the Disturb cost, you get the enchantment or the aura, shall we say. And now your creatures now become the, the, the guys to sing Traft, right? How can you beat that? And before it was the angel that was a 4-4. Now it's a spirit. So now if you have two spirit, you know, you, you connect that the aura to the spirit and you attack with the spirit and you get another spirit. And if you have a lord... Yeah, that's 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 some serious damage there. Yeah, the Lord synergies, uh, because it makes a 4-4 spirit token, are particularly attractive. And uh, I do think that this is better than Invocation of St. Traft, the card that was spoiled in uh, Shadows Over, or the Amen. card that we got in Shadows Over in Estrad, because it is a two-mana 4-4 on the front. So people are going to be incentivized not to block it and take four on the chin, which you know gives you the vexing devil effect for the most part. Right. And I agree there. Or if not, you can just uh, put it out there, you know, uh, for a protector, just a block. I mean, it, you know, destroying their creature using your aether vial, just having, oh, okay, I'm sorry. But oh, that's right. I do have a spectral sailor and then my upcoming turn, I'm going to have a 1 1 and a 4 4 flying at you. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a card that's going to reward careful play. You don't want to overextend doing into it. You don't want to run into removal. But I think that it could put up some results, uh, you know, with some sneaky moves. I love this glass cannon. I think it's probably one of your. I I wanted to put this out of my honorable mentions. It's just there were two other cards that I just just I just felt that was just just a hint. Uh, above it That's uh fair. what was your next honorable mention of the uh, i also had patrician geist on here is just as like a three mana lord for the most part uh, i think it be, can be kept as an option for mono blue spirits lists that have been slowly gaining traction and also you know a critical mass of lords is never bad however i understand that you would hope for a better supplemental ability on a three mana lord but you know it's still good plus one plus one if you're looking to become a critical mass deck this can turn uh blue white lists into something like that because it gives them access to essentially 12 lords which is more than eight lords amen now one thing eventually we may end up getting a lord just saying that allows us to play creatures from the graveyard that's true and who knows i mean this could be a one two combo with that in spirits just saying we don't know what watsy does we ended up getting drug school captain in 2012 and then we got supreme phantom in 2009 2018 six years later so six years later from now which is what 2021 2027 we may end up getting the the card or the lord that allows us to play our spirits from the graveyard just, i'm, st I'm still that upset way. that we didn't get a moreland haunt spirit on the most recent trip to innistrad because we got a oh. Kessig Wolf Run Werewolf, so why not a Moreland Haunt Spirit? Preach. Now, you know, Mark Rosewater, I know you do watch the show, so you, you come on, get on this. Brian said it. Damn it, let's get it done. Mark Rosewater, that, huge fan of the pod, as I recall. Oh, I, you know, well, that's what I say, but realistically, we never know. Did you, have, did you have another honorable mention for us? I had one more on the honorable mention list, and that was uh, Katilda Donhart Martyr. 
Okay. So I've been noticing this card has been popping up as a one of in a lot of pioneer lists recently, uh, blue, white and uh, bant. So it's a flying life linking beater with late game utility. It uh, it's power and toughness can get very unreasonable very quickly. And it seems like a perfectly fine include in a flex slot. The protection from vampires is mostly flavor text, but you never know. You might get paired against mono black aggro and pioneer, and it might block some vampires. The options there, uh, but uh, it's got early game uh, life gain ability. It's uh, slots up very well against aggro decks. Plus, it has the ability to come back from the graveyard if you're playing a little bit of a longer game. And it's nice to see people, you know, jamming stuff a little more outside the box, especially in pioneer in any constructed format, really. Now, what I find amazing is that people are actually using this in Pioneer. I like, I you know, I thought it was a good card. It was a card. I was like, you know what? This is great in Commander, but I, I don't know. I, I was a very wishy-washy on this card I, as much as I wanted to believe it. But then, you know, seeing in, you know, Bant builds, you know, it makes sense. It makes tons of sense. It's just I can't believe it. And I, and I now I'm going to have to try it myself to see if it's really worth it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to start testing it as a one-of in my Pioneer lists, uh, just just to see how it shakes out. I mean, I feel like if you've got, you know, four other spirits and two of them are lords, it's it's a beater. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you really can't go wrong with that. Now, with my honorable mentions, I decided to go with something crazy. I went with Millicent Restless Reverend. Now, people are going to go, really, Dwight? Well, yes, because this was a spirit card printed in 2021. And the fact that, you know what? We ended up getting Raynar, the ever watchful early in the year, you know, in Cal time. And if you had to ask me which, you know, which commander was better, I'm going to tell you all day, Melisent is superior over Raynar. That's just me. I do like Fortel, but Fortel is for not, you know, that's no, I'm a person, you know, spirits is not a go wide deck. And this here allows you to go wide especially in Commander and EDH. And that, that's the fun of Commander, going wide and smashing your opponent left and right. And you're using your favorite tribe. This is a tribal deck. This is meant for tribal. And if you're a tribal person, why aren't you playing this? Yes, I understand that, you know, uh, what's this other gentleman? The the, the Brago. Yes, the, you know, you got the bouncy guy. You know, that's fun. Bounty, bouncy's fun. T you know, take her from Winnie the Pooh. He was a bouncy, trouncy, bouncy, fun, fun, fun type of guy. But this is Millicent, and he wants to go wide, and I, I I like going wide. And then my, what is your thought on Millicent, real quick? Millicent seems like uh, an extremely good spirits commander. It does. It's it's nice to see a uh, a dedicated spirit commander that basically replaces Geist of Saint Traft as people's choice spirit commander. Although I do love Geist of Saint Traft, and I cannot <laughs> deny it. I, I I well with hexproof, it's kind of hard to deny, you know, the Geist. And then my next card I ended up going with was Guardian of Faith. I think Guardian of Faith is just like, you know, Teferi's protection in Commander. I, I When I first saw this card, I was like, what is Watsy doing? But it's like, are they giving us spirits phase out? And I wasn't, I wasn't sure because this was earlier in the year in D&D. &D and I was like, okay, this is something to keep an eye out for. And I played it in my Millicent deck and I played it, you know, here and there in other spirit decks for just for fun, for ish and giggles. And I really enjoy playing this card. The fact that it has a flash and it's a three, two, but you know, it's the inverse of spell queller. You can't beat that. 
Man, I like Guardian of Faith, and I think that there's like there's a world where Guardian of Faith uh, could see play in like 60 card constructed formats as well. Uh, so I would keep an eye on it. Keep yourself a couple as a hedge. I mean, it would require some changes to the modern and legacy metas, but basically, if Terminus decks ever start coming back, you know, decks that start like a dedicated miracles lists, then uh, Guardian of Faith is where you want to be in in spirits to uh, to preserve your board. I mean. Like I said, it's going to require some changes to the meta, but it's not impossible no. because no. Uh, Guardian of Faith is the card that basically just blanks Terminus, whereas, you know, uh, Selfless Spirit doesn't do that. Late game, your Mausoleum Wanderers won't do it. Spellqueller can't get it. But Guardian covers that corner. Yes, it does. And plus, the artwork is pretty badass. Also uh, true. I, I love the artwork. Uh, so for now, we're going to get into the top five. Did what? Did you want to go off of mine, or did, did you have a number five card for yourself? Well, let's let's go through your list. You've got it assembled, and I'll, I'll add peanut gallery comments as needed. Okay. With my number five, I ended up going with... What did I go with? Oh, that's right. Dream Shacklegeist. Ah, yes. I went with Dream Shacklegeist. The reason why I went with Dream Shacklegeist is because it's seen a lot in Mono Blue, Snow Build, and Pioneer. I built this deck, and hands down... I love, 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 love. Did I mention the word love? Okay, I'm very passionate about this mono blue snow build. The fact that this is in there, it makes the deck sing, especially with Shacklegeist. There's Dream Shacklegeist and there's Shacklegeist. These are two friends. To, they go together like peas and carrots. The reason why I say that, ladies and gentlemen, is if you look at it, of course, it's a one, two, gen uh, one generic, two blue, three, one. Okay, it's got he's big and tough, but he's got a little booty. Okay, that's the only, to me, that's the one part that sucks. The other part is at the beginning of your combat, you can tap a creature. How bad is that? I think that's that's wonderful. So if your opponent has a flyer, oh, I'm getting through, my friend. And the fact that if a creature was already tapped, my friend, that's not untapping. And if it's a really badass creature that you tap me, attack uh, me with, it's never untapping ever again, my friend. That's delicious. And the fact that you have shackle guys, oh, uh, on the beginning of my upkeep or beginning of combat, I'm going to tap your creature with shackle guys. And oh, I'm going to tap dream shackle guys and shackle guys to tap another creature. Uh, we can do this all day, my friend. Or, or the best part, what one of the be worst matchups for us is Amulet Titan. Oh, okay, not a problem. I will tap your, I will tap your uh, creature with Shacklegeist, and now I will use Dream Shacklegeist, and it will never untap. Thank you, Th thank you, Watsy, for making this card. Now, do I wish it was a two mana and like a one one or a one two? Yeah, I would have done that all day, but I'm not going to complain a three mana. Your thoughts, Brian? Uh, yeah, Dream Shacklegeist and Shacklegeist are the peanut butter and chocolate of uh, Mono Blue, essentially. And now some people started asking when Dream Shacklegeist got spoilered, you know, is it better than Nebelgast, Harold? Uh, and in Mono Blue Pioneer, absolutely, 100%. You know, Nebelgast, Harold, good. It taps. It's got instant speed ramifications. But uh, as you mentioned, in Amulet Titan, the ability to just keep a Titan tapped forever is extremely good. It's very Delicious. powerful. If it never untaps, it can't attack. It can't get Valakuts. It can't do anything. Uh, I don't even mind the stat line on a 3-1 because Dream Shacklegeist is 
almost never going to get blocked by things based on its ability to tap and control the board, especially in conjunction with Shacklegeist. So uh, three power over two power on Nebelgast Herald or two power two toughness on Shacklegeist, I think is good. It, it hastens the clock. Now, if you got a Lord on it, it becomes a four two. If you That's get right. two Lords, a five three. <sighs> oh, it's it's so cringy it's delicious I, I, I that's that's why i put it at number five as the top five card uh top card uh, the top spirits printed in 2021 at number four this one it's gonna catch some people by surprise okay and i i wanted to put it higher because i believe in this card and i ended up going with spectral adversary Spectral Adversary at number four. The reason why is it's a two-mana creature. Can't beat that. It's a spirit, 2-1. We're, we're used to the typical 2-1 flash-flying creatures, right? But what separates this card is that it has the potential to being offensive and defensive, reactive and uh, aggressive. I guess that's the way it goes. I don't know. I'm not, I never did well in English, but the fact that if there is a badass creature on my, on my opponent's turn, all I got to do is, Oh, I'm going to, uh, put it, put it in the plague with aether vial, pay two mana. It's now phased out. And now my creature is going to go in. Or if it's attacking me, aether vial, pay two mana. Guess what? It's gone. I don't have to worry about it. And it got bigger and became a three, two creature. Now, if I did an eighth of all, and I have four mana and I have my tons of creatures out on the battlefield. Oh man. It becomes a four, three potentially a four, three flash flyer. I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen, this card has tons of potential. Now a friend of the show, uh, he's part of the mana mox team in Brazil, Douglas Rosa believes in this card now he plays legacy spirits okay this let, let me remind repeat this legacy spirits this is something that spirits us players we spirit players we don't do we do pioneer and modern it's making noise in legacy spirits if it's making noise there ladies and gentlemen just maybe just maybe we should start considering in others because it's used in mono blue snow I know that for a fact. I use it in Mono Blue Snow. Now, Brian, your thoughts? So Spectral Adversary uh, probably would take my number one slot for best spirit uh, printed in 2021. It's uh, going on my number one for for the because it's got what I crave. It's got what I love, and that's corner play. Now, obviously, Adversary can phase out blockers. It can protect creatures from removal. It can phase out attackers that are coming in. You know, you can do Death Shadows if you've ever removed a Death Shadow from combat. It feels great. It's incredible. Uh, so it's seeing play in Pioneer, Legacy, a little bit of modern play. It's being tested in the flex slots. But uh, here's here's some of the utilities that it can do. You mentioned this already at number one, Synergy with Aether Vial, because it's not Kicker. It's when it ETBs, you may pay this mana. So it's a take on Kicker, essentially. Uh, so yeah, if you can Aether Vial it in, pay four mana, you get a 4-3, you phased out two items. Boom. Uh, I don't know if you've ever phased out a Dryad of the Elysian Grove before. When your mm -hmm. opponent has Valakut triggers going on, but that feels great. Yeah, uh, yeah it can, does. You can phase out uh, Primeval Titan to prevent it from attacking. Now, uh, you know, it's not just creatures on this ability, so you can phase out an Ensnaring Bridge. 
you can phase out uh, a worship this one's a little niche because worship doesn't see a lot of play anymore but you know replace worship with like a relevant enchantment you can say like a spreading seas on your cavern of souls to get an uncounterable creature through you know something like that and uh this last one is a blood moon yeah blood moon there we go yeah if you've got an island get that blood moon out of here spend some colored mana uh so this last one is extremely deep but uh you can phase out a Geist of St. Traps Angel token or a Dorothy Spirit token after damage, but before it sacrifices itself, and it will return without needing to be sacrificed. So that, That's delicious, isn't it? If, so if you're ever trying to just ramp up a clock as quickly as possible, this gives you the option to do so. And I want to thank Immortal Pharaoh for uh, chiming in there for a second there. I appreciate it. Now, at my number three spot, I know people are going to go to it. You, you, you bumped your head this morning. And I, you know, I did. I did bump my head. I, I slipped. And I went with the voice of the blessed. Now, the reason why I went with voice of the blessed, yes, he's a sellout. Yes, he, 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 he turned, he's a traitor. He turned his back on us. The reason why I say that, yes, he is a spirit. Yes, he's a cleric. Yes, he's part of the white crew. But the problem is here, he doesn't fit in our deck at all. But I did say the best spirits printed in 2021, and this was one of the best spirits printed in 2021. Why? Because if it's in Soul Sisters, this is a deck that made tons and tons of noise back in the day, and it's making a resurgence. This is also making noise in Heliod Combo. Duh, it makes tons of sense. And the fact that they're gaining life, I want you to look at that middle line. It says, as long as Voice of the Blessed has four or more plus one, plus one counters on it, it has Flyance and Vigilance. That means four or more. Ladies and gentlemen, if it has four, it's a six, six flyer with Vigilance. That's not good. Unfortunately, you know, we have a thing called, you know, uh, you know, uh, Skyclave Apparition. Just say, you know, okay. Fine. Come at me, pal. It's all good. But for a spirit for two mana that has the capability and potentiality of being an insane card. Ugh. And I, I mean, I personally wish we had a little bit of the, you know, a little bit of what the French call a little bit of the je ne sais quoi with life gaining, but uh, we're not French. We're, I'm, I'm an American. That's all I gonna say about that. Your thoughts, sir. So this is uh, probably the second best non-spirit deck spirit that's been printed in quite some time. Uh, like you said, slots directly into Soul Sisters, Heliod combo style decks, uh, Martyr Proc. I assume I, I was at a paper tournament a couple months ago and there was a guy at the 4-0 table playing fully foiled out Martyr Proc in 2021. What? Yeah, no, that person has no fear. <laughs> person terrifies me but yeah so this this uh this deck this card's gonna go great in any deck like that i suppose if you really wanted to go deep on spirits you could throw a steel of the godhead in your list and have voice of the blessed go out on that as well yeah. uh, as a person who has put a steel of the godhead on geist of saint traff before oh boy oh that feels good <laughs> that's dirty that's that's yeah that that's filthy that, that was that was awful. the tech for a hot minute, and it was it was extremely fun for that two month period. But yeah, Voice of the Blessed uh, it does an extremely good job of what it needs to do in the three decks that want that effect. Now, did you play that with Toppelgeist and all the rest of these the, that type of shenanigans? Out of curiosity? No, no, just it just slotted into the flex slot in classic Bant spirits back when Geist of Saint Traft was a main deckable card in it. So okay, just just wanted to touch base with there. Mm -hmm. Now at the number two spot. 
this is this is a no-brainer for me it's cemetery illuminator this card is bananas for me now i know people are gonna go dwight you play you're talking you you love hands down modern yeah i, I do love modern I'm, I'm getting into pioneer there's not enough space in the three mana spot i know many of you saying this right now i'm gonna say we can make space there's 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 always a little bit of room you know the fat guy always wants cake after he ate a huge meal there's always a little bit of room we just got to find the room especially at a you know a three mana creature but it's a two three flyer now what i love hands down i love about this card is what it says when it enters the battlefield or attacks exile a card from the graveyard there's a lot of cards in current modern that love using their graveyard okay we're talking dredge we're, we're there's a lot out there and the fact that we get to look at our library at any time okay that's not bad it, it gives us foresight to see what's coming on in the near future but then also once a turn you may cast a spell from the top of your library if it shares the card type with the card exiled with cemetery illuminator so if i have a rattle chains on the battlefield and i exile the creature ladies and gentlemen guess what i'm doing playing at the end of their turn i'm playing a creature and i pray the i pray the sweet baby jesus that it's a it, it, it's a lord and if it's a lord cha-ching it's going to be insane it's going to be wonderful it's going to be magical that's why i love this card the fact that you can tack or exile a card and the potentially we've been telling i've been saying this for years for, for the last couple of years since uh spirits has been a thing the problem with our deck especially in the Zoria spirits is the fact that there's no card draw that's the huge huge flaw in our deck there's no true card advantage this here gives us a foe card advantage we get to see what's going on we don't get the card right away but we have a chance of getting the card right away if if it's something we exile and we have to be very cognizant of that fact your thoughts sir uh i agree cemetery illuminator it's what's weird for me is that cemetery illuminator hasn't made a splash in modern yet despite it having a bunch of really you know attractive targets for the graveyard uh it is seeing play in legacy spirits already which is nice uh i'm thinking of testing it in modern uh in place of my singleton kira as one of the flex slots just to see how it works out and uh so it's basically just a better realm walker for spirits since mm -hmm. it's a flying two three at the same mana value uh it also acts as incidental graveyard hate uh the interaction with rattle chains is really good allowing yourself to play off the top of your library is really good and uh, i think the first thing you do after you exile a creature with cemetery illuminator is when it attacks you exile an instant as well because if you can cast a collected company off of this then who oh boy <laughs> you are doing real good uh, it's delicious isn't it just like yeah yes oh. that's why i love this card and i love the art i truly this is this is pretty badass art it's like you get the skeleton you get the ghost and you get the lantern i'm so used to now these spirits with lanterns if i don't see a spirit now with a lantern it's not a real spirit just saying now finally the final one the top card that i selected as the best spirit printed in 2021 is the one the only ascendant spirit 
That's right, Ascendant Spirit. That's right. You get of applause for me. Why? Because I'm going to be sincere and honest with everybody. You know, if you go back and listen to my catalog of Magic the Gathering, you'll see that I poo-pooed this card. I completely said this card was feces. Uh, You know, this was excrement. This card was just, you could clean your, you know, uh, lizard's cage, you know, with, because it's, it's just absolute crap. Boy, you know, almost a full year later, and I've been proven 100% wrong. This card is amazing and a mono blue snow build. Uh, I played against it. I went toe to toe with several friends. I've gone to play with it in my LGS. This card is real. People sleep on that snow mechanic and they don't realize at any moment, guess what? Boom, it becomes a 2-3. Boom, becomes a 4-4 four, four flyer. Oh, and, you know, I usually keep it there at the 4-4 four, four flyer spot. But if I'm being a little uh, greedy, I pay the 4 snow mana, and guess what? That's right, it becomes a 5-5. Five, five. And if I have a lord or two lords in place, it becomes a, what, a 6-6, six, six, a 7-7, seven, seven, and I get to draw a card. There's that card advantage that we were talking about, ladies and gentlemen. We get it there, and we get an ascendant spirit. Now, I will... As a one mana spirit, we crave one manas. We need more very good one manas. The only flaw that I see in this is that I just wish it came in with flying or the potential of card draw so I didn't have to spend so much mana. I don't like spending mana. I want to save it for my other creatures or interaction. But if I'm attacking and they can't do nothing, oh, sweet baby Jesus, I'm coming in and I'm smashing over and over and over it's yes yes this this card is the real deal holy field this is my top card for 2021 i dig it i can see it uh i i mentioned earlier about voice of the blessed being the uh the second best non-spirit deck spirit printed this year which means that obviously ascendant spirit is the best non-spirit deck spirit this year uh (laughs) which is a mouthful to say, but it's true. Uh, I will note that if you uh, do the last ability on Ascendant Spirit, it, it becomes a 6-6 six, because six, it gets 2 plus 1 Oh, plus that's one right, counter. too. Sorry. So I, I misspoke. You get a 7 or an 8 mana, a, a, a creature, if you got two, one or two lords in the play. But yeah, the mono the mono blue snow list, this comes in. It wears a curious obsession really well, especially when it becomes a flyer after a few turns. Uh, it's easy to protect with spell pierce, with dive down effects, with rattle chains. Anything in your mono blue, if, depending on whether you're going full mono blue snow or mono blue spirits with snow. My my only regret is that, you know, you can't slot it into your traditional Azorius or Bant lists because Correct. they just don't have the slots for snow lands in it. But it does. It's a Swiss army knife. It becomes a 2-3 very quickly. A 3-4 if you've got a curious obsession on there. It puts in a lot of work. It draws cards and it beats. Uh, so I feel good about it. I think it's uh, I think it's a lot of fun. And it basically reinvigorated the mono blue tempo and mono blue snow archetype as a whole. Well, I'm happy for it. Like, I I was sleeping on that archetype for a little bit. I'm I'm such a purist. I hate to say I'm like okay, I'll stick with the Zorius. I'll stick with the band. But now I've come to realize, spirit spirits comes in many different flavors. Like we have the Jeskai, we have the Simic, we have the mono blue, we have the this, we have. You know what? I want every single color. I want white black. I want black red. I want Mardu. I, I, I'm a selfish jerk that way. I want every type of snoop, 
you know, spirit deck out there and I want it to win. I want it to kick ass. I want people to say, Hey, uh, you know what? I want my opponent saying that's Bushid. Just that's, that's how it is. I'm passionate. I, yeah, there you go. Yeah, people did a lot of testing with uh, Esper spirits once upon a time. So, you know, you were, so you could play, you know, some token generators, some Lords. There was a uh, Demir spirit that uh, drew a, that had a curiosity and forced a discard possibly as right. a three mana two, three. So you had options. No, I hear you. It's just, you know, that's God. I, that's why I love the diversity in spirits. Spirits is such a unique squad. I mean, you don't get this in humans. You don't get this in, in vampires. You don't get it in uh, werewolves and so on and so forth. You don't get it through all the groups, you know? And of course I'm being biased. I understand. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just being biased, but I don't care. That's It's my show. There you go. You don't like it. Well, that's my personality. You know, that's my opinion. And if you don't like it, reach out to me at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com and share your thoughts with me. Just say. Yeah. If you don't like it, keep listening to this podcast <laughs> just in case. You know, I'm willing to take criticism and I'm willing to, you know, say, hey, well, I'm, I'm 100% wrong. I was on, I was 100% wrong on this card. Hands down. I was wrong. And I put this card at my number one. If that doesn't prove how much of a, jackass i am and prove the fact that i accept being wrong nothing will you know i'm okay with saying i'm wrong my wife tells me it all the time so i'm i'm okay with the listening audience to tell me the same thing yeah i've been wrong before and i'll be wrong again hey i did have uh one card that uh we missed on the honorable mentions list which one is this what was that? Uh, the the green and white Willow Heart Geist that gets a uh, plus one plus one counter whenever a card gets exiled from the graveyard. Oh, the it's the it's a mono it's mono green, isn't it? Yeah, it's green 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 and one colorless. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, That's it's... been seeing play in Modern Dredge. Really? Yeah. I would, I, yeah. I would expect that. I would really expect that card to go in Dredge. You know. Yeah. So it turns it's... out it moves a lot of cards out of the Dredge moves a lot of cards out of the graveyard and back into the graveyard. So that thing becomes lar unreasonably large very quickly, and if it dies, it just gains them eight life sometimes. Well, there, there you go, there you go. Oh, look at that! Uh, TCG uh, uh, dude just showed up. Hey, how you doing? He was there at the Nikachu show earlier this morning. So, thank you for making the round, sir. So, with that being said, uh, that's the end of segment number one. Uh, you know, if you missed it, have no fear, have no worry. It's definitely coming back, and you will, you know you definitely will enjoy the show. Uh, with that being said, it's now time for a segment numero dos, number two, and we're going to do a year in review. We're going to do a look back at 2021, and I wanted to get your perspective, and I'll share mine as well. Uh, the fact that this is a year in review, what are your thoughts on the sets of 2021? All right, so most of the, most of the standard sets have been pretty decent this year uh, for, from Wizards, you know. Uh, but everything has pretty much been uh, overshadowed by the wrecking ball that is uh, Modern Horizons 2, <laughs> which is unsurprising. Modern Horizons 1 also turned the format on its head a little bit. Uh, Modern Horizons 2 did it, but slightly less broken and requiring fewer bands, which is nice. Uh, Spirit's got a couple tools out of it, but we can get to that in a moment or two. Uh, but yeah, it's been a surprisingly good year for cards. Uh Unless you've been trying to play standard, in which yeah. case, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I want to make sure I hit the right one uh, for those who play standard. Okay, that, that, those are for my standard people. I'm sorry. 
But uh, me personally, I think 2021 was a great year. I want to call it the year of the spirit. Uh, the reason why Cal Time came out, and like I said, Ascendant Spirit came out. It was one of the better cards. Then you ended up, we ended up going to uh, uh, Strixhaven. Strixhaven had spirits in it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had Modern Horizons two that had no spirits, and then we we, we everybody else rejoiced. And then we had uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, the Forgotten Realm, and we had one or two spirits there. Yay! And then. Finally, we ended up getting the Innistrad sets where we end up seeing more and more spirits. Let me just tell you, it's the year of the spirits. I, I'm not going to complain. I feel bad for other communities. For for example, my friend Nikachu, who I was on the show earlier this morning, he's a merfolk guy. And I really felt bad because merfolk got zero and no love at all. Whoa, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold, hold the phone here. Uh, Merfolk got Svalen of Sea and Sky. It got um, Richard and Dockhand. And it got the uh, One Man of Spreading Seas uh, fish as well. Okay, then I stand corrected. Okay, see, I'm allowed to be wrong. But, the, you know, they got, you know, three cards out of entire full year. Well, we had cards. We had cards upon cards upon cards upon cards. They weren't good cards. But we got cards, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I feel bad for certain groups. I feel bad because the fact that, you know, they they some groups got more love than others. And, you know, realistically, and I hope 2022 ends up becoming the continuation. I mean, I, I hope we end up getting a real, we need a, des- we're desperately need of an amazing one mana spot and a spirit that does mana uh, card draw. Now, uh, let me ask you, uh, what set really made the most difference in 2021? Well, for spirits specifically, both Innistrad sets uh, made were difference makers for the deck because they both they both got tools. Um, of course, Forgotten Realms gave us Guardian of Faith as well. So, um, for creating new archetypes, uh, of course, Kaldheim gave us Ascendant Spirit, uh, but. For base stock spirit style play, I would say the Innistrad sets uh, were the big difference makers. For Magic as a whole, you know the answer is still Modern Horizons. Modern Horizons, too. yeah, yeah. It shook the entire format. Modern Legacy. Uh, it did give spirits access to Void Mirror and Sanctifier on Vec. Uh, and I'm a huge fan of the Void Mirror Spell Queller interaction. It's just one of my most satisfying things to be able to pull off. Uh, but value decks and control decks got tools that are extremely good against the spirits game plan. Uh, you know, you start off with an aether vial and your opponent, uh, turn one prismatic endings it, or you cast an aether vial after your opponent has cast a ragavan. Both of those feel less than ideal. And, uh, against control decks specifically, it feels like, uh, you know, there used to be like a tension between having them tap out to deal with your board. Whereas now they can tap out and still have a pitch elemental as well or two. So it's tough, but uh, you know it's still it's still relevant. Things are still doable, but uh, you know the shadow of Modern Horizons Two is pretty long and pretty strong. But uh, we didn't we didn't come out with nothing out of the deal, so I'm still no, happy. I hear you. I mean, you got to consider the wonderful thing about Modern Horizons Two. We ended up getting so many amazing new archetypes. You know the the Merktide deck. We end up getting uh, Asmoreno, uh, Coldima Disc. I, I can't even pronounce it. Um, that that deck. We ended up getting uh, uh, Elemental Soup. You know the uh, the tribal deck. Mm-hmm. You know Elemental Tribals. Uh, 
you know, this it's amazing what came out of one particular set, you know. So that leads me to my next question is what set underachieved and should have increased in power level? Uh, so my answer for that is the Adventures in the Forgotten Realms and Strixhaven both came off as a little underpowered for sets, even for standard. Although, like I said, we did get Guardian of Faith out of uh, Forgotten Realms. But uh, I understand Wizards' reasoning for that. And that's uh, based on the fact that standard was extremely high powered, was coming off of several standard bands and, you know, some modern bands from standard level cards as well. So I could see them wanting for rotation, you know, dial the power level back a bit. But I think that they just... They didn't land particularly strongly in printings, but time will tell. I mean, personally, I, I I used to play Dungeons and Dragons, and I wanted more. I wanted like just the just. I mean, it felt like Dungeons and Dragons. It was just there was something missing, and I wanted more. And unfortunately, I think this was a lost and missed opportunity from Watsi to just do a little bit more i know a lot of my friends who play dungeons and dragons tried to play magic the gathering but they ended up collecting the legendary cards and certain cards like the hand of vecna the eye of vecna i, I guess the book of vecna the book of you know gold glad tidings the bag of behold the bag of holding on now i'm speaking on my ass because i don't know what goes goes on and you know dungeons and dragons but you know it was a you know it was a chance and i think once he uh, squandered an opportunity to just increase the power level a bit to make those players go, I'm jumping in because my cards, the thing that I love, the thing I'm, I am passionate about is really good in this game. Yeah. So although uh, we did get wish out of it, which uh, has reinvigorated storm and twiddle storm. So Ugh, yuck. come That's on that, a, that matchup's a buy for spirits. It is a buy, but still ugh, I'm not a fan of it. Now, the next uh, thing is, what do you think will happen in 2022 in Magic? Well, uh, we had one big announcement that came out, uh, I think, just yesterday. And that was that uh, William Huey Jensen was moving over to be a Wizards employee as the director of play programs. So uh, that announcement gives me hope. We can okay. dare to dream of like an aspirational organized play system. You know, hopefully with a return to larger tournaments, coverage at those larger tournaments, you know, incentivized play where like a regular person has a path to get to pro level tournaments as well. This is all, of course, you know, pandemic willing, uh, hoping that everyone is like safe and we can get through the whole COVID-19 here in week uh, 100 of the pandemic, I guess, <laughs> you know, hopefully we can slowly work our way through it and start looking through to the other side when it's safe to do so for, you know, right. things like Grand Prix, Magic Fests, something akin to a Pro Tour, something akin to Pro Tour qualifiers. Because I'm, no. I'm, I'm an entrenched player and those are the kind of things that I like. No, I hear you. I don't know if you're aware. There was a uh, Star City Games ended up really uh, did a release today that they're doing four cons mm -hmm. this year, uh, this upcoming year. Uh, Philadelphia, which is literally an hour away from my house, uh, February I think February 13th to the 15th. I think they're doing it, which is kind of weird because that's during Valentine's Day weekend, and there's no mm. love like the love of the cards. I'm glad my wife is listening. <laughs> you heard that the ravishing renata you heard that yeah so <laughs> nothing says love like magic the gathering so i'm, I'm going okay 
with that being said, it's like they're they're doing those things where you know hopefully this will start we'll start seeing normalcy. That's what I'm hoping for. I miss going to game, you know, these big events and just just having being with the fellowship, you know, having fellowship with my uh, brothers and sisters, just playing a wonderful game, a game that I'm passionate about. And if I see people out there that are supporting spirits, I'm like, woohoo, I'll be rooting for you. And if they're not, then woohoo, I'll be rooting for you uh, too at the same time. But yeah, uh, part of the importance of the entire thing is the gathering part of Magic the Gathering. Uh, I I had the I had the ability to play in like two larger paper tournaments uh, put on by Face to Face, which is a Canadian company up here. And uh, I went to their Face to Face weekend, played two essentially just like 5K style events. Uh, they were capped in attendance, you know, uh, proof of vaccination required. Uh, they were as safe as possible and. I don't think we could have them now based on how Omicron is going, but, but yeah, it, like I was at a point at that point in the year where I was feeling kind of downtrodden about the game. I was a little, a little salty. I'll be honest. You know, I had had, you know, a few bad weeks of variance, uh, but I went in, I played really well. I lost out on a win and in for top eight both days, but what can you do? What even those losses couldn't cover up the fact that it was the gathering, the hanging out with friends, seeing people who, you know, I hadn't seen in several months from other parts around the country who had traveled yeah. for it. It really, it really warmed me up to the whole experience and reignited my love of the game. So I agree with you. So, oh, oh, oh we got a question here. Uh, it's coming from Immortal Pharaoh 47. And he says, Thoughts on Gaslight Snare in Pioneer and Spirits? Uh, A plus. You, I'm sorry. A plus card, absolutely. Uh, mono blue, the mono blue spirits tempo. You can throw down uh, turn one ascendant spirit, uh, turn two curious obsession, and you've got a one mana mana leak at the ready. And it's delicious. That's oh, that, and the just the art on that card alone, where you have the guy and then the skull coming out from on top of him in the lantern. It's like you before you wondered what was lighting that lantern. Now we know. Spirits is now uh, lantern art tribal. <laughs> yes it is will spirit decks need to be incorporate curious obsession in order for gaslight snare to even be considered in pioneer no i, I you know what it's i i think it's how do i put it there, there's jesus what's the old card that's uh that's a blue and a generic and you had to pay three mana to counter like the opponent had to pay three mana to counter it yeah, the fly, the flying leak. Yeah, mana leak. Yeah. So it's just like mana leak. The only difference is, you know, you're playing a spirit instead of paying three, you're only paying two. Yeah. So I mean, if mana leak was viable, why wouldn't this card be viable? Well, spirits also has access to uh, the one that cares about uh, flying creatures for the uh, for the counter magic effect. So mana beak, as we call it. Oh, the, I, oh God, what is that card? See, no, like. See, I, I got my modern deck in front of me. I don't have my pioneer deck. That that serves me right. Shame on me for not having my pioneer deck on me. But uh, yeah, in in blue white spirits, uh, guys, light snare could still see play because you have access to uh, Eidolon, essentially, which is an enchantment spirit. That's 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 perfect. Or you know, we you you know how we, we brought up Dorothea earlier, the glass cannon. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, you know, we can put uh, you know the the reversed uh, the the disturbed. Uh, Throw that disturb on there, and then you've got counter magic backup as well, starting on turn four. So you can't beat that. That's delicious. Now let me keep on asking. 2021 was the year of the spirit. Will it continue in 2022, sir? Well, it was it was nice to get a little acknowledgement from wizards that spirits is an established archetype. So they threw us a, a couple tools here. Uh 
one of the one of the things that uh, I was mentioning that I meant to mention when I was talking about Modern Horizons too is that uh, over the course of 2021, Spirits got a lot of tools, and Spirits is a toolbox deck. It has a lot of use for tools, but uh, other decks and archetypes got haymakers, where Spirits just got tools, which is one thing to watch out for. So hopefully we continue to get some playable spirits. Hopefully we get one, you know, archetype maker, one haymaker card over the course of 2022. Uh, anything that adds to the eternal card pool without making cards that are wildly overly overpowered or overtuned would be ideal. Well, Kamigawa, you know, like we said, the neon dynasty is coming out. Uh, we already see several spirits being spoiled. Some of them are, interesting we've already seen a, a a creature with ninjutsu a generic blue and a black you know doing some ninjutsu type of things and uh if that's something if that i think that's going to be a chase rare i wouldn't see why we wouldn't have a spirit chase rare as well so i'm excited to see where we go now i don't think how you know uh kamagawa is going to be the last set but I think Watsi's going to slow it down. You know, oh, yeah. we're going to see less and less spirits. But you know, I'm okay with what we have. But I do need that one mana spirit, just a really good one. Uh, TC, TCG dude writes in: Spirits is a great tribe. I personally haven't built a deck around them. What archetype do we use? Do they usually uh, consist of? Uh, I'm from unfamiliar with the traditional white blue controlled other and others. Uh, so spirits is traditionally like a tempo aggro deck, uh, not not necessarily like a hard uh, control, but more more tempo. So it's its job is to gain like one little toehold of advantage and just build on it and carry it through. Uh, so the traditional Azorius lists, uh, you know, aside from being full of spirits, also contain you know Aether Vial. Sometimes uh, a couple Thalias are in the mix as well. Stuff that uh, taxes or makes it harder for your opponents to enact their game plan while also supplying a clock. And uh, Bant Spirits, blue, white, green, uh, does the same thing, uh, but with the addition of Collected Company and in modern Noble Hierarch, essentially. So that gives you the ability to do stuff like Spell Queller things on turn two or any other three drop on turn two. Turn three Collected Company with a Mana Dork is also. So it, it leans a bit more towards the aggro side of the uh, the aggro tempo, but uh, both decks can have really blistering fast starts. And they're, the linchpin of the deck is, you know, uh, interacting with your opponent's game plan in a way that benefits you. There you go. So hopefully that helped out TCG dude there. Uh, I guess this would be the last question over here for segment number two is what spirit do you think this do you think the community needs to help push the deck into tier to keep it near or in tier one? What the what does the community need to do? Oh, what's, uh, what know, spirit? What type of spirit do you think we need? Oh, what type of spirit do you think we need? Ooh, mm -hmm. well, all right. Uh, so ideally, uh, I mentioned this earlier, one of my dream spirits is like a lieutenant effect, like a two mana, two, two flyer that gives other spirits you control, like a curiosity effect. Uh, doesn't even have to be a Lord at that point, because what I've just described is wildly overpowered. Oh my. Um, what else can we do? Um, we get a, uh, a flying spirit, Silvergill adept. I wouldn't say no to that. Uh, additional tax pieces. Um, I know we've already got Unsettled Mariner, but something that gave uh, your spirits like an additional Ward 1 or Ward 2 would be really good. Um, the other thing that's... Uh, basically, we're looking for 1 and 2 mana spirits for it. Uh, so any any kind of 1 mana or 2 mana, 1, 1, 2, 1 flyer that has an effect that you can use to build incremental advantage, I would love to see that. Uh, but ideally, I would like them to all be collected company hits as well. 
Okay. Me personally, like these, we need a really badass one mana creature. Uh, me, I, I'm gonna constantly say the same card over and over again. It's I, I call it Peekaboo. Peekaboo is a one blue, one one flying creature that has the peak ability, meaning that I get to look at the opponent's hand and I get to draw a card. Okay, he has three abilities, just like uh, Ragavan, but I, 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 I need that to make me happy just to make me jovial because i have a feeling that uh you know if watson keeps on going the way they are they're going to make another badass card somewhere else and why can't we the spirit community get it you know you know it's about time you share the wealth and if you want if you want to design like a a blue spirits ragavan a one blue two one flyer uh when it connects you may cast one spell out of your graveyard done wildly overpowered still great until end of turn now we ended up getting a question. I'm trying to bring it up on my thing here. Uh, what is the, uh, what I thought of Donal Herald of Wings? Mm-hmm. Now, Donal Herald of Wings, it's in the Commander set deck, and it's whenever you cast a non-legendary creature spell uh, with flying, you may copy it. Except the copy is a one-one spirit in addition to its other types. Uh, do this only once each turn. I like the creature. I'm a big fan of the creature. I actually have it in my uh, Melisent deck. I'm not going to take it out of there. Could it be used independently as a commander in itself? I don't see why you wouldn't or why you couldn't. Uh, personally, I think it's essentially strong card. Um, is it broken? No. But for a 3-3, three, three, for four mana that allows you to create one ones, it's not that bad. It's not, you know... It, it's in it's in a it's good and safe space now is it good for spirits and legacy too slow way too at slow. three mana maybe but at four mana it just can't work no commander if it's legacy bit slow so there you go ladies and gentlemen that's the end of segment number two i want to thank you the listening audience for being with us and now leaves out to segment number three the shout out section where i'm looking for the best of the best the cream of the crop the creme de la creme and if you didn't make it have no fear no have no worry i and brian and everyone in the spirit squadron or shall i say spirit squad will be rooting for you and eventually you'll end up being there and you'll end up hearing your name in the shout out section now in the legacy legacy i'm calling you guys out on december 25th christmas day i mentioned this gentleman before he went 5-0 with an azorius build and that's douglas rosa of brazil <laughs> douglas rosa congratulations kicking ass and i hope to can't wait to have you back on the show again as a guest in pioneer december 23rd this individual went 5-0 with a mono blue snow build and that's season herb season herb on the same day 5-0 with a bent build and guess who it was douglas rosa he decided to go from legacy then he went to pioneer go figure this guy then december 26th first place uh with a bent and it's also munuki also menuki congratulations there sir uh december 27th first place with a bent build and that's yunu daisuki Dai, uh, Dino Daisuke, congratulations. And then the same day, 5-0 with a band build, Gazito. Gazito, congratulations to my people in Pioneer. And then finally, in Modern, 
uh, Christmas Eve, uh, December 24th, 5 over the Nazorius build, the one, the only Dr. Queller. On December 28th, 5 over the Nazorius build, who? Dr. Queller again. You kidding me? Dr. Queller, I know you out there. I you ha- If you're not listening to the show, shame on you, but I'm calling you out if you do. It's a moral imperative. Listen, I have Brian here. He wants you. He wants to see you on his Facebook group, right, Brian? I would love to see the doctor on the Facebook page on your podcast. Reach out to the Doctor Queller. Reach out. Get on here. We would love to have you. There you go. It's a moral imperative for you to come on this show and, and share your wisdom with the spirit community, because God knows, uh, you know, we we no no dis- we got Brian Segura. He's a hero. We we need another hero. We we need we we want to have the the Mount Rushmore of spirits, you know, leadership, you know. And I don't think you want my peanut M M&M and M shaped head on there, but you know, we got two you know two of the best, and we're gonna keep with those two. Uh, do we have any questions, uh, Ravishing Renato, that you want to post? Well, just comments. Okay. Well, thank you. I want to thank TCG player. I want to thank immortal Pharaoh 47. I want to thank all those that were with us this evening. If I did not catch your name or say anything, I'm sorry, but I want to thank all those. And I want to wish everyone a, a wonderful and prosperous new year before we end the show, Ryan, what do you want to share with the listening audience? Uh, congrats on a big year for spirits. Uh, remember at the beginning of this year, spirits won the mocks. The Magic Online Championship, yeah. Yes, so that was that was a big one. Um, just be sure, remember to support your local game stores. Be vocal whenever you can about Wizards developing an organized play system that we can all enjoy uh, with aspirational play. Uh, and remember that one of the most important parts of Magic the Gathering is the gathering. So enjoy yourself, have fun, and do what makes you feel good. And you know what? If it's collected company into uh, Double Drugs called Captain for Lethal, then by gum, you do that as often as you can. There you go. That's I love hearing that. So, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, thank you for joining the show. Have a wonderful and prosperous new year. I want to thank Brian for being here. Do forget to share that, you know, hit the follow, like, subscribe button. Share this with your friends and family if they like Magic the Gathering, because God knows if you're sitting here watching the show and you're enjoying, I promise you everybody else is going to enjoy that themselves too so with that being said ladies and gentlemen the next time you're kicking your opponent's ass make sure they say that's bushy we out of here